welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for Spirit Tribal and Magic the Gathering. On this episode, I'm going to give you my top five of Crimson Vow. Also, Watsy screwed up again. Are you kidding me? And then Ransomware? Ransomware and Magic? What the hell's going on here? Well, there's only one way to find out, and it's to listen to this episode. So let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, Dwight, a.k.a. Blanco a medium that wears an extra extra large you can reach out to me on twitter at mtg ectoplasm or you can email me directly at mtg ectoplasm at gmail.com let me know how am i doing am i doing a good job a bad job or i shouldn't quit my day job and then finally mtg ectoplasm.com that's right i got my own personal website where i put the latest and greatest episodes there and if you want to donate or sponsor an episode like this one you can do that there now, like I ask you each and every single week, I want to ask you wherever you are listening to this wonderful podcast of mine, hit that follow, like, subscribe button. I'm not charging you anything, so I'm humbly begging. I'm down on bend the knee. I'm folding my hands here, begging you, hit that follow like subscribe button and if you got friends and family they're into magic the gathering, I hope they are because it to me it's a family affair, right? So tell them about this show and anybody else that's into magic because I, I think I'm a good guy. I think I'm you know slightly comical, make you pee your pants a little bit, just a, just a little driven. Maybe not. No, no. So with that being said, I want to thank you, the thousands and thousands of listening around the world. Thank you for making this your home, your spot for Spirit Trouble and Magic the Gathering. Now, since I'm saying this is a family fair, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We got her back. She's back on the show. The one, the only, the ravishing Renata. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hi, everyone, and I'm happy to be back. I want to say congrats to Cam Carrera for winning the Pioneer Challenge Deck Giveaway. There you go, you know, like, you know, we, you know, I was excited. I was like, wow, look, Cam. Yeah, all the way from Canada. Canada, right? You know, the, the great uh, north, you know, the great white north, or they say the frozen tundra. Yes. You know, so uh, hopefully, you know, since we did one giveaway and that went so, well, you know, pretty well. Maybe, maybe we'll have another one coming maybe, up. Maybe, maybe, could potentially so a commander. Keep making sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons and donations are accepted whoa whoa you heard it here ladies and gentlemen the, 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 she's begging for the donations here you know we're, we're updating our equipment fortunately we just got done buying a brand new camera with a lens because we want to update the visuals well upcoming visuals we'll probably end up doing that next year we did buy end up buying a brand new computer at the top of the line yes. she's you're, we have you're some we have some Pretty awesome things planned coming this new year. Yeah, I know. You're all excited about this computer. She's like, you better get the Best Buy. Give me my damn computer. <laughs> so guess what we did tonight? We went to Best Buy and got our damn computer. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I know we're having a little fun here. But it's now time. Time for me to share with you my top cards in Crimson Vow. I'm going to start with my honorable mentions. I got three here for you. The first one is Patchwork Crawler. It's a generic and blue 
creatures, zombie, horror, it's a one-two. Now, if you tap two generic and a blue, exile target creature from your graveyard and put a plus one, plus one counter on Patchwork Crawler. Now, it also states that Patchwork Crawler also has activability activated abilities of all creature cards exiled with it now as i said before ladies and gentlemen i think there's potential here for this card to be a big bad combo piece okay there was actually an article released by star city games basically implying this all right i also i think i i believe that mtg goldfish released one of those little shorts on youtube basically saying the same damn thing unfortunately a lot of people are just going eh, it's just a scavenging ooze i'm saying no this is this more than just a scavenging ooze this is a necrotic ooze uh with a little bit of crack all right a little crack cocaine here so this is one of the honorable mentions i don't want you to sleep on I want you to be aware of it the next honorable mention card is cemetery prowler cemetery prowler is one uh, generic and two green it's a creature wolf it's a three four with vigilance whenever a cemetery prowler enters the battlefield or attacks exile a card from a graveyard I mean yours someone else's the pal down the street one of his cards right now spells you cast cost one generic less to cast for each card type they share with the exiled that was exiled with cemetery prowler now let's be honest with one another wolves you know th this is a creature type that's a slow burn it's it's up and coming like uh zombies that's like the last card zombies are finally becoming something it's we're going to actually see zombies uh i'm assuming in the beginning of 2022 they're going to start showing face and start you know smashing people i believe wolves are the same type where this is a slow burn it's going to start uh getting bigger and bigger and i believe this is one of the few cards that you will you know notice and go hmm this card is pretty damn good and then the final honorable mention is change of fortune it's three generic and one red a sorcery it reads discard your hand then draw a card for each card you've discarded this way now it's a card very similar to hmm let me, i'm scratching my cheek here no should i scratch my chin hmm oh that's right wheel of fortune very comparable the only difference is this is what two what one mana extra and you don't get seven cards unfortunately you just basically whatever you discard you get back now i hate to tell you even though this is a poor man's will of fortune i wouldn't be surprised to see this in uh uh what is this uh dredge this would be really big in dredge or potentially hmm could it be a a, a, a is it phoenix deck just saying just remember how i'm telling you this so now ladies and gentlemen comes what i consider my top five now in the top number five spot renata what did i pick overcharged amalgam two generic two blue 
It's a creature. Zombie horror. Flash and flying. Exploit. When this creature enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice a creature. When overcharged, Amalgam exploits a creature, counter target spell, activated ability, or triggered ability. Power and toughness is 3-3. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you may be going, wait, are you kidding me? A, a, a zombie. A zombie whore for four mana, and it's a 3-3. Three, three. Come on. You must be, what, what, did you bump your head this morning? And I'm going to tell you no, ladies and gentlemen, because the fact is, what makes spirits great? Besides them, them protecting themselves. Easy. Flash. Numero uno. That's number one right there. Number two, flying. Well, this overcharged amalgam has flash and flying, and it's a 3-3. Three, three. It's bigger and tougher than any spirit that we potentially have, right? The t- the biggest one we have is what? A 2-3 two, uh, two, uh, two, with a 3 uh, big booty? And now we got a 3-1 a potentially out there that's... I like it, but... Now, I'm going to tell you why I like this overcharged amalgam. Besides, the, the, it's a 3-3, three, three, that it has flash. It's flying. Because, ladies and gentlemen, what do zombies like to do? They like to go into the graveyard and come back. Hello, that's why the exploit is there. So, are you kidding me? This allows zombies to sit there and counter spells. Let's look at that. It counters target spell. Okay. Yeah, it's a, a counter spell for four, but it's a, uh, a counter spell with legs. Activated abilities, something that spirits have been begging for, right? Or triggered abilities, something spirits have been begging for. Zombies gets it. Zombies gets it. Us spirit, the community, no, we got poo-pooed. So where does this fit? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this fits in control decks and, of course, Blue black zombies. Or Demir zombies, if you want to be, you know, specific here. I really think this card has a potential chance, uh, knowing that you know zombies are the true up and coming deck right now. Um I I, I believe right now uh, uh vampires should be a deck that should be seen more in modern, but unfortunately there is no I guess there's no nobody out there like uh, no masters. There's no one actually pushing that particular tribe forward. And unfortunately, I see the same thing going on here with zombies. We see that we, you know, there are people who push what merfolk. There are people who push elves. There are people who push goblins and humans and so on and so forth. Hey, look at me here. I'm pushing spirits unfortunately zombies and vampires are getting no love and i'm telling you this is one zombie mm, you're gonna end up loving if you play that deck now in the number four spot i ended up picking dorothea vengeful victim Dorothea's Retribution, one white, one blue. There you go. I went with this glass cannon here. I'm going to start with Dorothea, Vengeful Victim, uh, one white, one blue, as my wife said, the Ravishing Renata. It's a legendary creature, spirit, flyer. With It's a 4-4. Four, four. Okay. To me, a two mana for a 4-4, four, four, that's pretty damn solid. 
Now let's keep on reading. When Dorothy, a vengeful victim, attacks or blocks, sacrifice it at the end of combat. Well, now you understand why I call it the glass cannon. It goes boom, and then it disappears. It goes away. It goes into the graveyard. Now, is that a bad thing? Could be. It could be. But as you, you, I don't know if you lost, listened to the last episode when I talked about it with Dr. Katz, you know, there's potential here, ladies and gentlemen, that we could exploit, even though this card doesn't have exploit, it, it, you know, we could uh, use prop back. We could use phasing. We could use uh, uh, the one white card where it allows you to uh, uh, blink. Uh, you know how the elementals allows you to blink ephemerate. Uh, well, we can use that card on this. So basically, it texts, boom, before com before the end of combat, you blank it. There it is. Now we have it again to use as a four four. Now it does also have disturb. Disturb is one generic, a white and a blue. You may cast that card from your graveyard, transformed for its disturbed cost. So what does Dorothea, the vengeful victim, become? As Ravishing Renata says, she becomes a Dorothea Retribution. Now, what is it? It's an enchantment. Now, some of you are like, well, I'd rather have a creature than an enchantment, right? Let's keep on reading. Enchanted creature has. Whenever this creature attacks, create a 4-4 white spirit, white spirit token uh, with flying that's tapped and attacking. Sacrifice that token at the end of combat. If Dorothea's retribution would be put into the graveyard from anywhere, exile it instead. Okay, so let's look at the retribution here. The retribution is if it attacks, we get a 4-4 white spirit creature token. Wow, doesn't it remind you of uh, Geistus Ain't Draft? Doesn't it remind you of, well, this right here, this actual card here, the way it's written, reminds you of, uh, I don't know, uh, Invocation of uh, invocation of uh, Traft? The only difference is the Geist of St. Traft is the spirit, and it gives you an angel. The Invocation of uh, St. Traft, what, just gives you the 4-4 angel. This time, there is no angel. It's a spirit, and if this spirit if you have a Lord in the play, it's not only a 4-4, it's a 5-5. Five, five. Now, this glass cannon, ladies and gentlemen, as I'm calling it, to me, it's like a glass slipper that we've been begging for. This is the Cinderella that we've been waiting for in the late game. Why do I call this the glass slipper, the, the, the glass cannon that we've been waiting for? Because let's be honest with one another, shall we? You know, I know, we both know. Near the end of the game, we become stagnant. There's nothing left we draw. We're just getting maybe a 1-1, one, one, a 2-1. Not enough to put us over the edge where they're stuck at maybe 4, 5, or 6 damage because that's how it always ends up for us, right? We're stuck in the late game, and they have between 4 to 6 life left, and we're, like, scratching our heads going, what can I do? Well, if the glass cannon, ladies and gentlemen, is in the graveyard, guess what you do? Especially if you have, let's say, Mausoleum Wanderer in play. Ooh, think about that one. If that opponent's at six and you have Mausoleum Wanderer in play, you play this Disturb mechanic, 
to put that uh, Dorothea's retribution on it. Guess what? Not only are you tapping for five, attacking for five, guess what? The spirit comes into play. It makes Muslim Wanderer a two. So now you're attacking for six. You got the victory, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I know some of you are like, well, Dwight, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Moreland Hunt, Moreland Hunt, Moreland Hunt. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Moreland Hunt only gives you a 1-1 one, one flyer. This gives you a 4-4, four, four, potentially a 5-5 five, five, or a 6-6. Six, six. As I said before, with the Muslim Wonder, potential 6 damage across the board, smashing your opponent in the face, and you have the clear-cut victory. Now, the question is, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very passionate about this card. Very, 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 very passionate. Honestly, I wanted to put this lower. That's how that's how great I think this card is. But I had to be honest with myself. I had to be honest. How many of you really are going to go, you know, Dwight's right. D. Blanco's right. That medium who wears an extra, extra large, he's correct. Hell, I don't get that, that, that too many times with the Ravishing Renata, I'm just saying. Now, where this fits... Well, let's be honest with one another. This fits perfectly in spirits, okay? I would love to tell you, maybe control? No, this doesn't fit at all in control. This fits here with us in spirits. Now in the third spot, Renata. Cemetery Gatekeeper. One generic, one red. Creature, vampire. First strike. When Cemetery Gatekeeper enters the battlefield, exile a card from a graveyard. Whenever a player plays a land or casts a spell, if it shares a card type with the exiled card, Cemetery Gatekeeper deals 2 damage to that player. Power and toughness, 2-1. Sorry to jump all over you. I got so excited about this card. <laughs> because I'll be honest with you, I love this card. I think it's a great card. I think it's a phenomenal card. Especially a 2 mana. A 2 mana, 2-1 two, uh, with first strike, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, we have uh, Thalia saying first strike 2-1. The only difference is Thalia slows your opponent down. This one's telling your opponent, I dare you. I dare you. Play the card that I just exiled, and you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt really bad. Oh, you have a 1-1 one, one that you want to attack with me? Don't, don't worry, I got first strike. You have a 2-2 two, two you want to take? That's all right. I got first strike. You have a 3-2, a 4-2, a 5-2. Don't worry. I got first strike. I got it for you. Now, this works great. Great, great, great. Excuse me. If you go toe-to-toe -to -toe with people that want to deal with the lands, I'm just saying, you want to really stick it to your opponent? If they have a land in the graveyard and you play Cemetery gatekeeper on your second turn ouch think about it ladies and gentlemen they play the fetch land they just took two they get rid of the they get rid of the fetch land they just took one and they have to bring in another land that's another two so that's five five damage done there by a two mana creature that can block a two two a three two a four two and kill it. Yeah. I love this card. Now, is it as great as uh, Eidolon uh, the, uh, of the Great Revel? No. Let's, let's be honest and sincere with, each, uh, with one another. 
Those are two different cards. They do two separate things. Would I be would I be surprised if they were both on the same deck? Well, I guarantee there's some jerk out there right now putting their head together like, you know, Dwight's got a point there. Why and I why am I not putting Idolon of the Great Reddick and Cemetery Reaper together and making a real jerk deck and just call it jerky jerk who is a jerk deck. Just throwing it out there. Now, where do I see this card fitting? I see this this card particular fitting in Burn. I know some of you are surprised. Like, really? Burn? Why not? If you can screw your pain, uh, opponent with land, with their land base, take advantage of it. Screw them over. And, of, of course, because it is a vampire, why not red-black vampires? I know there's a mono-black build that, that's being used with Cordial Vampire. So, put Cordial Vampire with this guy and... Uh, See the hatred begin at your local FNM. Now, at the second spot, Renata. Voice of the Blessed. Two white. Creature, spirit, cleric. Whenever you gain life, put a plus one, plus one counter of Voice of the Blessed. As long as Voice of the Blessed has four or more plus one, plus one counters on it, it has flying and vigilance. As long as Voice of the Blessed has 10 or more plus 1 plus 1 counters on it, it has Indestructible. Power and Toughness, 2-2. Two, two. Now, let's be honest with each other, right? This is another spirit. I, maybe it's just me being slightly spirit biased. But can we be honest with one another? Again, yeah, it's a 2-2. Two, two. The Power and Toughness, meh. Okay? It's it's. Uh, 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 uh. Wait, it's not not in the wow, right? But this is a killer card that people are going to sleep on. Hands down, sleep on it. Now, I talked about this with Dr. Katz, and he was like, Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about this card, but it was like somewhat of an afterthought. And I you know, I don't blame him for, you know, sleeping on this card. If you weren't aware of this card, you would become But this fits in one particular deck. It's a deck that was an amazing deck, I'd say, God, what, three, four years ago? We haven't seen it in any of the top 32s in years. And the question is why? They could gain all the life they could, but unfortunately, they had no true finishers. Finishers. They had maybe a serious advocate. Okay, that's a great card great card but it wasn't a true finisher this here not only is a finisher it's so hard to respond the only way to really get get at this is truly destroying it outright outright before it gets 10 uh plus one counters on it or if not you're gonna have to exile it you're gonna have to somehow magically find a way to exile it because there's no you, you can't do anything about it and the fact that it, ha you know, at four plus one plus ones, it gets flying in vigilance. Ooh, ooh, that's that's really really bad. And it, you know, the hardest card that us spear players have a hard time dealing is prime time, right? The prime evil titan. This poo poo's all over on prime time all day. Oh, you're gonna come at me? Not a problem. I'll block with it. Yada yada. Not a problem. 
Okay. Keep it moving. Now, where do I find it? In only one deck. It's a deck that I, I haven't seen in years, and I guarantee it's going to be revitalized because of this card alone. This card is so powerful. At two mana, it's hard to look at cards and go, uh, at a cheap cost like this and at this power state, this fits in Soul Sisters. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Soul Sisters. Now, I know some of you are pulling your head. Come on, Dwight. You At number two, this number two, there's other great cards there. This? Why? Because Soul Sisters gains you life. That's the whole reason why I'm saying here. And the fact that this is a back-end beater that has indestructible flying and vigilance, you tell me what card can be, beat this. Tell me what card can, uh, hands down, deal with this. Now, I know some of you are going, you know, uh, maybe uh, ha Hammer Time. Yeah, that's fair. But White has a way of dealing with Hammer Time, doesn't it? Uh, uh, maybe uh, Heliod Combo? There's way around that, too. Just saying, this here is such a powerful card, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want you sleeping on it now the final card the final card in my crimson vow top cards renata the ravishing renata let us know what it is mana form hell kite two generic two red creature Ooh, it's a dragon flying whenever you cast a non-creature spell create an x x Red Dragon Illusion Creature Token with Flying and Haste, where X is the amount of mana spent to cast that spell. Exile that token at the beginning of the next end step. And its power and toughness is a 4-4. Four, four. Oh, yes, power and toughness is a 4-4. Four, four. That's Sorry all right. That. <laughs> now, what happens is, ladies and gentlemen, you heard my wife go, ooh, it's a dragon. She has a, an affinity, a passion for dragons. She loves dragons with all her heart. She, she collects dragons. What I try to do, honestly, is try to collect Renatas for her because I don't know if you're, you know, you remember back in uh, Ikoria, there was a uh, a goddess or a demigod that was Renata, and I ended up picking Renatas for her, right? Yes. Okay. So that's why she's basically passionate about dragons. She loves dragons. Now you're going to go, Dwight. Okay. Your list is crazy. Your Your list is wonky. This at number one, yeah. It's a 4-4 four, four flyer for four. A 4-4 four, four flyer for four. Yes, in spirits we have a 2-2 two, two flyer for four, but it's a glass cannon that disappears. It goes away after one whack. Excuse me, this doesn't go away after one whack. doesn't. It stays. And if you cast non-creature spells, it creates red dragons. It creates dragon illusions with flying and haste. So God forbid you have what a cantrip, or you, you know, I'm you know I'm not going to sit there and say, uh, oh, uh, I forget the way the one where you win by you know playing all these spells. I'm not saying that you could do with that, but like if you put cantrips with this, this is. Re this is stupid. 
Now, unfortunately, there was like a pyromancer's part. The, the the young pyro young pyromancer. You put young pyromancer in this. Oh, I'm gonna just play spells. I get an elemental and I get a flying dragon. This is stupid, powerful, stupid, powerful. I actually see maybe potentially a new archetype built around this and young pyromancer, potentially. This is one card that I definitely want to get a play set of because I know, you know, in my in my time of playing Magic: The Gathering, let's I'm going to be honest with you. Illusions have always been, whenever you do target them at all, they dissipate, they go away, no more, no mas, bye-bye. Not these. Not these. They stay until end of combat. They smash you in the face. They deal the damage, and then they go away. That's rough. And if you have young pyromancer, you have the elemental sitting right there like, oh, okay, not a problem. I'll, I'll block whatever comes my way. No problem. I'll, I'll block up here. You fly an attack above. This fits perfectly with cantrips, hands down. And I, I think this may potentially be a new archetype, potentially. I just think this card is too big, too strong. But, I, you know, usually what happens with these cards they end up becoming $2.50 instead of, you know, a $20 card where this card should definitely be. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of segment numero uno, number one. Those were my top selections in Crimson Vow. I'll go over them real quick. The honorable mentions, Patchwork Crawler, Cemetery Prowler, and Change of Fortune. At number five spot, the overcharged amalgam form. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, number four, overcharged amalgam. At number four, Dorothea, vengeful victim slash Dorothea's retribution, the glass cannon. Number three, cemetery gatekeeper. Number two, voice of the blessed. And then at number one, the maniform dragon. Uh, sorry, maniform hellkite. You got me saying dragon. <laughs> Dragons she, are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Now, before I go to segment number two, I got an announcement, ladies and gentlemen. This is number 66, right? 66th episode? You think so? Okay. I'm pretty sure it's 66. On our 75th episode, ladies and gentlemen, as I did with my 50th episode, I'm going to have a guest. He is a mentor of mine. I've mentioned it several times before. And he is a master, a modern master, a modern master. I, I'm proud to announce that I have spoken to him multiple times. We're just trying to coordinate our timetables together to make sure we make this one of the best podcasts ever. My goal is to stream this live on Twitch like I did last time with Andre Segura. I've spoken to my friends at Rec Productions in uh, Tinton Falls, New Jersey, and uh, they're going to try to work with me and the Ravishing Renata to get this thing done so we give you the top and the best interview possible with this modern master. Now, mind you, that's the 75th episode, which will be sometime in the middle of December, so don't worry. We're nine episodes away, and I'm truly excited to bring you the news. 
And then future news, uh, I guess at the end of the year that you and I will be discussing, hopefully, with the audience. Right, Ravishing? Yes. Okay. Now, in segment number two, we have MTG news. Well, I'm going to start with Watsy screwed up. Do you want me to start or do you want, to, you want me to do it? I'll do it. So what happens is there's a particular card that Watsy decided to print. If one's in the commander set and one is in part of the collector's booster packs. One is this nice border and the other one is borderless. It's it, the, the card is pretty cool. It's part of a, uh, I guess, partnership. And uh, unfortunately, the last sentence, somebody forgot it. Somebody in Watsi forgot to proofread. So I'm going to read you the card. And then I'm going to tell you exactly how and where they screwed up. The card is Camber the Plunderer. Plunderer. <laughs> like a plunderer? Say that three times real fast. <laughs> no, I'm not. Camber the Plunderer. It's too generic and a black. Legendary creature, vampire rogue. It's a 3-4 with lifelink. Not bad, right? It has partnered with Lorraine the Diversion. When this creature enters the battlefield, target player may put Lorraine into their hand from their libra library, then shuffle. Okay, simple, right? Now, this is where they screwed up. In the commander deck, it reads, whenever a creature dies, you may gain one life and create a blood token. It's an artifact with one tap, discard a card, sacrifice this artifact, draw a card. Now, in the, the collector's booster, it reads, whenever, an, whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, you gain one life and create a blood token. You know what a blood token is? I'm not going to repeat it. So the difference is, in the commander, whenever a creature dies... Whenever a creature dies, which is strong, it's uh, just like a uh, uh, blood artist. Well, this one here says, whenever a, whenever a creature an opponent control dies. So it's not only your creature, like, it's just their creature, not like the commander one where it's anybody's creature. So right now, we're in a wait-and-see pattern, waiting for Watsi to make a ruling on this card because they screwed up. Now, I understand. They make thousands and thousands and thousands of cards yearly. But this is one time where I'm actually a little annoyed. The reason why, ladies and gentlemen, is that this year in 2021... We had what? We had Caltime. We had Strixhaven. We had uh, Modern Horizons 2. We ended up having Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, uh, Anastrod 
Midnight Hunt, and then Innistrad Crimson, uh, Crimson Vow, and then we, you know, they bring oh, oh, guess what? We have these secret layers, and we have this, and we they push so much on us that they're like, here, more product, more product, more product, more product, just product. We're shoving it in your face now. As a p, as me, as a person who comments on this stuff, a creator, a person who enjoys their product it's great because it gives me content to give to you unfortunately what pisses me off is moments like this because you couldn't dot the i's you couldn't cross the t's you couldn't figure out that canberra the uh the plunderer and canberra the plunderer is is the same card but in two what what one has borderless and one's non-borderless and you couldn't figure out to put English a certain way or whatever language that you're looking at this card come on I call shame on Watsy shame on you I know the fact that you're making thousands and thousands of cards but this is a mistake that should have never been made this is an easy mistake that should have never been made And my, my question is, who screwed up? Who? I'm not asking for heads to roll. I'm just, just saying, me personally, they better go with what the commander one says. They better go with what the commander says because I, I'd rather it say whenever a creature, an opponent control dies, than whenever a creature, sorry, whenever, sorry, what am I saying? I'd rather have it say whenever a creature dies than whenever a creature an opponent dies. All right? That's man, that's infuriating. Now in other Magic the Gathering news, this is Watsy didn't screw up here, so Watsy is blameless here. But a company, Alliance Game Distributors, got nailed with a ransomware attack. This was brought to me or brought to my attention by the Magic Historian. This young man is, I believe, based out of Canada. He is a judge. And he, let me just tell you, provides some great spanking breaking news for magic the gathering so i want to thank him for bringing this to my attention and i'm bringing it to your attention um, because i couldn't believe it so real quick what happens is they ended up putting an announcement out there and ravishing renata i'm going to have you read the announcement go ahead okay dear alliance customers as many of you know we are currently experiencing system issues affecting our order processes and communications our IT department and a team of third-party experts are working around the clock to address these issues and restore full operations. We've determined that the system issues we're experiencing are the result of a ransomware attack. These attacks have, unfortunately, become increasingly pervasive in recent months, impacting organizations around the world. We want to assure you that customer data and financial information is not stored on our network and as such, we have no reason to believe it has been impacted by this attack. In addition, 
to the investigation underway by our team of third-party forensic experts, we've also notified law enforcement. We understand there are time-sensitive product releasing this week and are working as quickly as possible to determine our ability to ship product and fill orders. Thank you for your patience as we work to restore fill operations as quickly as possible. We're grateful for your support and we'll share updates with you as we have them. Now, see, like, I'm proud of Alliance Game Distributors for coming out and being honest and being true with one uh, us as a spirit community or just say, just say the match at the gathering community and letting us know something happened and... You know, they're they're trying to resolve it. They're trying to get fixed, and I'm glad they reached out to law enforcement uh, to get this thing, this issue resolved. But the question is, what does this mean to you? What does it mean to me as a Magic the Gathering player? Well, the problem is, ladies and gentlemen, is that this Alliance Game Distributors what they usually do is they, they get all the product from Watsi, and then they obviously, as in the name implies, they distribute it to LGSs or big box stores. So this, this distributor, one of the bigger ones, is saying, well, our computers are screwed. Our computers are down. We're screwed here. We're like... What we can we do? So this has a potential, ladies and gentlemen, of backfiring on us for pre-release and release at certain LGSs and potential big box stores. Because usually, ladies and gentlemen, you know, in our in our minds, we're like they ship these things maybe two to three weeks to even a month in advance, and they don't, ladies and gentlemen. The pre-release starts November 12th through the 18th. It starts Friday, the pre-release. So that means that if this happened earlier in the week, some LGSs got their pre-release kits, got their magic cards, and they're good to go. Others may have not got them at all. And you may end up being one of these people who end up getting screwed because you're like, yes, Crimson Vows comes out and are you kidding me? A ransomware attack and I'm not getting my, my stuff? What the? Beep. This has potential to, to affect the release November 19th. As I said, ladies and gentlemen, they usually ship this out a week in advance. So if they didn't send it out, I guess by tom honestly, if if this isn't resolved, let's say uh, let's say I'm gonna say November eighth on that Monday, November eighth, if they don't resolve this or if their stuff didn't get sent between the eighth and the ninth, some of us are not going to get Crimson Vow until this gets resolved. 
I hate to be the bearer of bad news, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to be the Grinch who stole Christmas. I, I, I don't want to be uh, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge going, bah humbug. No, 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 no. I want you to look forward. I want you to be happy. I want you to be jovial. I want you to be excited because, woo, we got some spirits, baby. And we got a badass glass cannon. But I got to be honest. I got to be honest here. Let's hope and pray that law enforcement takes care of this expeditiously. ASAP. One, two, three. Because I, I, I don't want you not getting your MTG product. I don't want you not getting your Crimson Vow. I like this set. I, I'm a big fan of this set. I, I, I want to play with it. I want to get my little grubby fingers all over it. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope, I pray that everything gets us resolved shortly. You know what? Reach out to me mtgectoplasm at gmail.com tell me your thoughts do you, do you agree with me are you uh, or do you disagree with me share with me i would really love to hear from you with that being said ladies and gentlemen that's it i gave you segment number one i give you an announcement and segment number two ravishing renata do you have anything you want to say i want to thank our audience for listening and uh, don't be afraid to reach out to us at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com or you can even find uh, us on Discord. Let us know your ideas, what you like about the show, what you may not like about the show. And, you know, if you have any ideas for future episodes or anything that uh, you may want to hear us talk about, let us know. Well, there you go. Look at this. The Ravishing Renata, you know, engineering over here. I love it. I love it. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I have nothing more for you. It's the end of the show. So remember, the next time you're playing an opponent and you're kicking their ass, make sure you say or make them say, that's Bushit. See you guys next time. I'm out of here. <laughs>